going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of the Grave Consequences Podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, a podcast centered around Lucha Underground. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Greg, at xmaserati. And check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You know, we have an aggregate feed. You can search for that and uh, find a bunch of other great things here. Of course, as I mentioned, Season 3, Episode 7, the working title of this episode of Lucha Underground was Payback Time. And, Greg, it is, let's see here, it's, it's, uh, it's Tuesday, March 8th. And let's get right into it, okay? Let's do it. All right. So we see Puma in the back, and he's, you know, just getting ready for his match. And Vampiro said, like, he's like, hey, you know what? I hope you do well in your match. And if you need anything, just ask. And Chris Puma makes it crystal clear. He even says, I'd rather die by Mule's hands than live by yours. Words to live by. Yes, exactly. And then Vampiro kind of doubles down. He says, like, you know what? Not that you asked, but I think that Mill is going to die by your hands. So Vampiro, you know, still trying to ease his way in. We'll see how that works out. We'll see. Yes. Slap back, play us in in the temple. And we cut to Dario Cueto. And next to the Dial of Doom is he. And who should it land on? But kill shot. A swerve for the uh, uninitiated. Is that the yeah. right word? Yes. Uh, n- yes, yes, yes. For the uninitiated. But yeah, kill shot is going to face Matanza right now for the Lucha Underground Championship. And when I saw this, I thought to myself, man, like Shane Strickland and Jeff Cobb, that's going to be amazing. And I think for the most part it was. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I noticed, by the way, and, you know, Matt Stryker pointed it out, but, like, Killshot was in a, a state of certain doom, and he used, of all things, just a little bit of wrist manipulation to escape that. It was a, it would almost look like a chicken wing wrist lock at, at one point, but, it, I mean, that would work. Yeah. On anybody. And- and you know what? Matt Stryker was astute in pointing it out. It was, this was good writing, good attention to detail. After the whole, gosh, who was it? Oh, it was Prince Puma and Mil Muertes. After that whole debacle with the Mil Muertes interference in the title match, that Marty Elias was not the official here, even though this was for the world title. They actually assigned Rick Knox this match. 
Yeah, they've the commentary's gotten uh better, I think. Season three, I mean, I know it's we're only a few we're only like seven episodes in, but yeah. yeah they've had other moments where they've where they've shown or shined, however I'm supposed to say it. But I think for season three, they've been real solid. Like this I, uh, me and you have talked off off the air about how we're leery of future episodes, just because we know it, some of it gets kind of bad. I, I think it's mostly. I'm starting to think it's mostly in season four, and I think from the past, most of it was me being butt hurt off of how season two ended, because I think season three so far has been pretty consistently solid. Yeah, no, I would absolutely agree. I would absolutely agree. And you know what? They keep, you know, exposing in these matches. And maybe it's just like the human body of Matanza is just being weakened because like he like he gets closer and closer to losing. Yeah, they do a good job of these are all designed to make him seem like a monster. But Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone that has a match with him looks better afterwards yeah. it's it's really a shame that you know if you were a pentagon fan like me like it really did sour you to the show because i don't remember enjoying season three at all to be honest with you besides you know a future match that i remember I, I, maybe i'm being hyperbolic but uh, are saying hyperbole but i just wasn't excited to review season three because i just re- i thought i i thought in my head that season two had all the cool stuff but you know, season season three, it's been pretty good so far. I've enjoyed watching it, even though I've, you know, that sounds, I, I haven't been excited to go watch it each time. Like every time we're, we have to record for for uh, a podcast, I'm like, man, I don't want to watch Lucha Underground. <laughs> Just because, you know, we've already watched it, you know, and, yeah, you know, we're doing this to review it. But every time I sit down, I get sucked into one of the matches and I'm like, wow, like these are really really well done matches this is really good commentary this is a really good stories you know and and everything's linking up very well Uh, absolutely absolutely so like like i mentioned you know kill shot you know and these challenges are getting closer and closer kill shot damn near had the thing one he just missed the uh foot stomp the warrior's way the coup de gras whatever you want to call it and after that, Wrath of the Gods soon followed, which allowed Batanza to retain the Lucha Underground Championship. That's not all, folks. After this match, after Killshot loses the Quetos powder, and who should show up but a man wearing a black wife beater, military dog tags, and camo pants. Of course, this was A.R. Fox on the independent scene. But around here, he is going by Dante. And when Dante showed up, Killshot is just shook. And Killshot's like, Dante, I thought you were dead. He tries to hug him. And Dante's not having it. Like, at all. Now, he does that pretty awesome. It's hard to explain the, the pump kick he does, but he jumps, like, straight up and just, like, flails his arms up and just... It doesn't look, it doesn't, when I describe it, it's not going to sound cool, but I think it's cool. He just pump kicks him right in the face. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And Dante tells us in Kill Shot, you left me for dead. So there is some, some bad blood there for sure. 
And this is following that scene with Joey Ryan, where Joey Ryan was delivering that information that was given to him by someone at the door of the temple. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, this is what I mean with the stories. Like, they may seem to, like, come and go like the waves for a certain character, but they always leave something on the beach for him to come back to later for them. And there's all these little bread breadcrumbs that can lead to future stories or future events. You know, and, and that was one we saw a couple weeks ago, I want to say, or a couple shows ago. But this is, I mean, without, I don't want to spoil it, but this leads to, like, one of my favorite matches of, all of Lucha Underground. Well, we will certainly get there, and I do look forward to it. But after that, we uh, we cut to Dario Feto, and I believe he's in the ring, and he's like, hey, you know, we've gone through the Dial of Doom. We just keep stacking these wins here. You know, who's left? So let's do this again. Aztec Warfare in two weeks. The return of Aztec Warfare. Matanz is gonna Matanz is actually gonna be defending the title and he's entering the match as the number one entrant. So this was like the uh, inspiration for Brock Lesnar at the twenty twenty Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is pretty stupid, but you know, Dario feels invincible right now. I mean he shouldn't, because we've seen Matanza plenty of times barely survive think was it last week where puma pretty much had him beat oh, yeah. puma had him beat yeah yeah has interfered yeah and if puma's i mean i think puma's gonna be in aztec warfare so this seems kind of like stupid <laughs> i think it's just just the hubris of uh, dario cueto and we can see whether or not that will come back to bite him and also, Dario Cueto is talking to the trios champions, and he's like, you know what? You guys are going to have a match against each other. And the winner of the match gets spot number 20 in Aztec Warfare, and the other two losers are not invited to compete in Aztec Warfare. So high stakes and high drama here. He doesn't like cohesive units, almost like he doesn't like cohesive families. Exactly. Maybe he seems kind of jealous based on his upbringing, so he just wants to tear everyone else down. There's so many, there's so many layers to Dario that he's probably. I would even argue that he might be one of the best authority figures. Yeah, uh, maybe you know, obviously behind you know McMahon during the Austin storyline, but that's like you know the 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 measuring stick for everybody else. Yeah, and and of course behind. Vince Russo and WCW, of course. <laughs> so, man, that, that triple threat was really good. I go back and check it out. Again, Drago, Aerostar, Phoenix. And uh, of all people to get the win, it's Drago. And you know what? Good for him. After, like, everything he's been through, just trying to get a title match, good for him. It's well-earned. It's well-earned, but I, I didn't have problems with this match but i did have like i noticed that phoenix was kind of wrestling kind of like a heel a little bit yeah like he got out of the ring at first and it seemed like i get maybe i misinterpreted it but it seemed like a kind of like a heel move like you guys wrestle and i'll come in and you know pick pick you off when you're weaker i mean maybe he was trying to show respect say hey like i know you guys got unfinished business so why don't you guys go first it wasn't very clearly you know 
express what that was about. And then the finish was kind of abrupt, I felt. It, it was a cool move upon watching the replay, but at first it looked like a regular DDT. It was it was a flash pin that was very flash. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, to me, the story here, and that, by the way, that match was very good. Yes. It was just kind of sudden. But after that, we see <laughs> of all things Drago's in the men's room getting ready to leave, of course. That's when all this shit happens, isn't it? <laughs> in the yep. restroom. And uh, he's going to go through the pipe and everything. And Cobra Moon shows up and tells him, hey, you know what? Go go win Aztec Warfare for our tribe. Yep. And Drago reassures Cobra Moon. He's like, I, I, I will never again be a part of your tribe. Mm. So there's some uh, there's some heat there between the uh, Cobra Moon dynasty and uh, Drago. I like and how the segment ended with what's his name? So random. After Drago left, Vinny Massaro showed up with a slice of pizza in his hand. He says he thought, thought this was the men's room, and Cobra Moon hisses at him. And he goes back to eating his pizza. And I think he was farting, too. Yeah, he did, right at the end. Yeah, that's... Uh, Highbrow. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> After that, we see Johnny Mundo rush into Dario Cueto's office, and he's just he's tired of the games. You know, he's like, I, I can't fight fate. I got to make my own make my own breaks here. So, you know what, Dario, like a couple couple seasons ago, I got something from you. But you know what? I'm, I'm willing to give this back for a gift of God's title shot. And Dario Cueto sees the remaining ninety four thousand dollars plus. It's a little, it was like a really random number, like ninety four dollar, ninety four thousand six hundred something. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Either way, huge ninety four percent of the briefcase that Johnny had won from Dario in, in season one, and Dario says, "Hey, good doing business with you." So Dario is now on the take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you could always say that he was always on the take. He just Mundo had no money to play with at the table. So, yeah. Ooh, pardon me. Pardon me. So up next is our main event of the evening. We had Mil Muertes versus Prince Puma. And this was so weird just seeing the roles reversed and seeing the smaller Prince Puma being the aggressor and Mil Muertes working from underneath. Yeah, I love this Puma this season. I do. I, I've been liking him since near the end of uh, season two. He is just badass. Like, there's just so many good spots here. And. You know, unfortunately for Mill, he's kind of downgraded his spot from, you know, season one and season two. Yeah. Because uh, he was like, the he he was the monster. And that's kind of what Batanza took away from him. And I, you know what, that's fine. You can, it, I think Lucha Underground does the best job of having multiple monsters on their roster. But it did, you know, there can only be one major monster. And that's mm -hmm. Matanza right now. What, however you feel about it. That's that may be also another reason why I didn't like it upon original watching of season three, because you know we love Mill. He's just not the same guy anymore. For I maybe they fix it in storyline. I don't remember, but he did get one nasty ass right hand on Puma. That was oh. great. Yeah, for sure, man. This 
I say it all the time, but like a lot of matches on this show are physical as hell. Emil has like some of the best punches. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But my man, Prince Puma got the win. And it's like the the way the story that was being told throughout commentary is like redemption had been won. Like you'd have thought Prince Puma just won the main event of WrestleMania. Like this was huge. Yeah, because this was a perfect match for Puma. He made he made mistakes, but he still he won definitively with his finisher. One, two, three, completely clean. Like he it's not a squash, but he definitively beat Mill. Yeah. For sure. And it's one of those, it's like, and look, I know he's a piece of trash and everything, but it's sort of like the stories that was told throughout a series of matches between uh, retired wrestler David Starr and Walter, Mm. where it's like David Starr is just fighting and fighting and fighting throughout several matches and several different promotions trying to beat Walter and when he finally gets the big one, it's like, that's that's really cool. Or at least it was at the time. I'd have to go. I didn't know. I, I've only seen a few David Starr matches. I've enjoyed most of them. One of them I thought was just too boring and long. And I think that might have been with Orange, Orange Cassidy, of all people. Because uh, it was like an hour-long match, if I remember. Correctly. Yikes. It was, it was a long match. It was just too long of a way to get good for, for me. But I, I would go back and watch that. Yeah. There was one quote by Matt Stryker. He's like, let's see if there's any hits left in the pipe of Prince Puma. <laughs> Just could, couldn't help but thinking, like, I wonder if Matt's talking about a crack pipe or... <laughs> That's that, awful. That made me laugh. Yeah. So Prince Puma, again, celebrating the redemption that he won. And Vampiro, of all people, has an approving grin as the show ends from the temple. So Vampiro... Feels like he's getting in the good graces right now. And show's not over quite yet. Rey Mysterio comes to Chavo Guerrero Sr. And he's like, hey, like, I'm tired of your son. Where do I stand with you after I get him out of here? Mm-hmm. What's going on? It seems like an unnecessary... Okay, I don't want to shit on it just because yeah. it's Chavo, but... They've tried to go to the, you know, legends of luchadors mm-hmm. before, and it just falls flat just because we don't know. Like, yeah. you, if you're like a super wrestling nerd, and you know everything about, you know, Lucha Libre and, and you know, luchador wrestling. Yeah, it might mean something, but they do a bad job. Like, they tell you it's his dad. But if if they weren't, if the watcher is not me, you or anyone else on Social Suplex, or anyone that's a wrestling nerd, it's not going to mean much, because they're not helping you to know why it means much. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. And, yeah, with that, that's actually the episode. We can go right to uh, grading this. And, man, just looking back, the Matanza match and the main event, I got to give this an even B. This was a very good episode. Yeah, I think this this season three, especially in this match or this show, it's why I think when people rate wrestling matches, they focus too. They like they start getting in the mind if it's not a four point five, it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever rating system you use. Like a B is good for me 
Yeah. Like when I say it's a B, it's like it's a good wrestling show. Oh, for sure. That's something I might go back and watch. And I don't do that with wrestling anymore. No, because there's so much. Like when I say like earlier, I was like I was not looking forward to watching Lucha Underground. Legit. But then I had a good time. That's a B. Yeah. Like A is like when it's like a masterpiece, you know, like, wow, that's like that might be pay-per-view of the year or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or that match is going to be a like in an award, you know, or, you know, award show kind of thing. Uh, a B is like, yeah, it might not make an award, but it's good. It's worth your time. You will have a good time if you watch this. Yeah, you are absolutely right. So are you giving this a B as well? Yeah, I'm giving it a B. I, a B is a strong, you know, I think it's good. Yeah. yeah now with that folks that's that's the end of the episode and we just want you to know that man apparently if you go to battle with kill shot you may suffer supposedly grave consequences